Hey, special educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, all are welcome in the Special Educators Resource Room. Hey, Special Educators, it's Jennifer from Positively Learning. Thanks for tuning in. This episode is all about ending the school year strong. Now, I'm going to split it into two different episodes. One is more of the things we're doing in the classroom, and the second one is more of that paperwork, closing up your classroom to say goodbye, get ready for summer. Now, if you are listening to this any time of year, that's not the end of the school year, please don't leave me. I still think these tips are going to be very helpful if you're always looking to work smarter, not harder. And if you're also looking for ways to put routines in place, these tips could use work any time of year. Imagine it is the end of spring break and you have just returned to school. It's that stretch from coming back to school after spring break to the last week of school. This is my favorite part of the school year. And yes, I realize I may be the only person in a school building to say such a thing, but it was true. Many teachers feel refreshed and ready to go for back to school, a fresh start. But as a special educator, that was my least favorite time. I found it very difficult, very stressful as we were trying to learn about each other and get routines in place that were going to support all of my students. And I just showed up every day just basically trying not to panic. But at the end of the school year, my students were thriving. They were thriving because they knew these routines. They were able to move more independently around the classroom because those expectations were so clear and reinforced. We did still have testing that was causing a lot of disruptions. But because those routines were so firm by April or May that it didn't throw us quite as much. Now, I will say, as a special educator in the resource room working with my students, I did not acknowledge that the school year was coming to an end. Not at all. I acted like everything was happening, like day-to-day expectations. What are you talking about? School year. I never did like a countdown or anything like that. Yes, we did have a little bit of fun with the spring weather, but I did not acknowledge that we had three weeks left, four weeks left. That would not have worked for us at all. That would only have caused a little bit of chaos, in my opinion. Here's what we did do for spring break, those last four to six weeks of the school year. I was keeping things status quo as much as possible when I was working with my students, which meant I was pulling small groups into the very last possible day that we could keep that routine. Often the very last week of school was just complete chaos. Things would break down, totally understood, but I was going to pull small groups until that point. The other thing I was doing was keeping that independent work system. So my students had that routine. That is where they were just so happy. They loved small groups, but they also loved working independently because that was such a confidence builder for them. So those two things stayed. But what I added was a ton of spring cleaning, which led to a ton of throwing spaghetti at the wall. And I can explain. To me, spring cleaning really means spring tossing. 
In the resource room, I had a ton of storage bins. I had bins that my students would access where all our task boxes were. I had bins that had our student classroom library. I had bins that had extra resources organized by content area that I may not have used. Maybe these were things I prepped and they just weren't right for my students or I, we just never got to them. I start going through all of those things. Now we don't have a lot of time, which is why I start this four to six weeks before the end of the school year. And I have to tell you, it's so much fun to look through these things because it almost feels like my birthday. It's all brand new resources, probably feels like Christmas to my students because they hadn't seen these resources either. Maybe I had prepped them and chosen not to use them because I thought they might be just way too stimulating or complicated. And my students needed more basic things that would keep the routine in place. I would not have wanted to use these in October, November, December, January, because if they caused a little bit of chaos, we would have had to work very hard to reestablish routines. But the last four to six weeks of school, bring it on. If we are trying out a routine that ends up not working the way I hoped, out it goes, say goodbye. We have our routines already so in place by April or May, and it's not going to be the end of the world if we get thrown a little bit. What types of activities did we try? Well, at the end of the year, one year we did visual recipes. It was something I'd always wanted to do with my students, but we didn't really seem to have a lot of time and I thought it might just be way too much for them. The end of the year though, it was great. We got an opportunity to follow directions and work collaboratively. And at the end of the year, one year we made lemonade and followed the recipe to make slime and I think we made dirt cups. Excellent. Now, I did learn from doing that experiment that I did want to keep it for the end of the year. That seemed to serve my students the best. Another year, <laughs> I tried craftivities. Do you know what those are? I tried to have my students follow directions and make some type of hands-on craft that would match like a read-aloud book that we were doing or something we were doing in our small group. I will say that did not work for us. It was just not a great use of our time. It ended up being like pretty stressful, at least for me. And I learned from doing that at the end of the year that that was not something I was going to do. So I could just cross that off my list. So these types of activities at the end of the year was just more learning opportunities. Yes, my students enjoyed doing the craft or at least partially enjoyed doing the craft, but I learned a lot and I realized, that wasn't going to be for us. Another one that didn't work for us was interactive notebooks. I don't even want to talk about that. That was that was a lot and did not use our time very wisely. But other things did make it. Uh, we used finger lights one year to read. Well, I had always wanted to use finger lights. I saw a gen ed teacher do it, but it seemed awfully stimulating. But I tried it at the end of the year when you know, it was kind of a no fail, no risk time. And my students loved them so much that I knew the following year it was going to be part of our routine for reading. So that was a find. And that's basically what I was using this time for. I was going through things and I was finding what worked, what didn't work. 
and starting to make a plan for the following year. So what types of things would you like to try out? Or you've always wondered, would this work for my students? I encourage you to use this time to try out some of those things. Because again, if it's a disaster, you can pretty much make that disappear and get back to the routine. And of course, as I was doing this, I was cleaning my bins as we went. I've always been one of those people who, well, I don't want to use the term hoarder because that wouldn't exactly be correct. I didn't love having tons of extra things, but as a teacher, you know that sometimes supplies can feel very scarce. If you've ever experienced a paper limit, you know exactly what I mean. But now's the time to go through your supplies and take inventory. Maybe you're already set up for the following school year, or maybe you have some serious gaps. There also can be some supplies that you really should use, like glue and Play-Doh. Those don't last forever. And I don't know if your students were like mine, but we loved getting fresh supplies. That made my students so happy, and it made me happy too. So now's the time to also extend our spring cleaning to our supplies. So we've gone through our supply bins and taken inventory. We've also gone through our bins of all of those resources that we had planned to use someday, and we've decided what to keep and what to toss. The last area that I wanna start spring cleaning are the bins that my students are actively using. So this would be the bins of our books and of our task boxes. It's not gonna be quite as easy to go through these because our students are still actively using them, but what I do want to do is take a look through our supplies, our task boxes, we use those four by six inch photo storage boxes that are plastic, rainbow colored, and often they come in a set of 16. I will say that I expect to lose one out of the 16 every school year. So if I have several of those sets, there's gonna probably be four to five boxes that just got loved way too much and didn't make it. Maybe they don't close or they don't function quite as easily. So those I wanna take inventory of and kind of clean them up. I also want to look at our manipulatives that go in the sets. Do, are they still there? Do they belong in the right box? I wanna go through those types of things as well. This is a great job for a student who's ready for it, whether it's a student who's in your resource room, it's a general education student that could use some a break and it can do a really great job of sorting materials for you. Maybe it's a student that you have worked with in previous years who can come back and visit. This is a great end of year task um, for everybody involved. The other area is looking through our student books. I know I have fallen a uh, victim to purchasing some books because I saw it on Instagram and they just kind of fell flat. They just weren't the right match for my students. I may gather a set of those, offer them to other teachers because you never know we're all in such different teaching circumstances, but I do like to weed out my books at this time. As I'm going through that, I might have a student check each book to make sure it's still labeled with Mrs. DeBras or whatever system you have in your classroom, putting them in the correct spot. So by the end, those bins are also cleaned out. One more tip on your spring cleaning and storage bins. I did not have a budget to change the theme of the resource room or get new colors and bins every year. So what I did instead was I did invest in clear bins. I spent a lot of time researching it and the best for the budget 
and durability that I could find were from Ikea. And it was a brand, um, Samilla, I think is, I'm not sure how you say it. I think it's spelled S-A-M-I-L-A. I'll have to double check that. But that was the best bang for our buck. And I ended up getting the different sizes from that product line. They were great because they all had lids and would mix and match with each other. So I used these clear bins. And as I would spring clean, when the bin was ready to go back on the shelf, it had been cleaned out. Then I would put a fresh label on it and I could label the clear bins and switch out the label every year. So that's a fun way I could add color or you could insert paper like scrapbook paper on the inside of the bin that would show through and that way you can have, it looks like color bins, but you're not having to purchase things every year. I did go ahead and switch to all of those bins and I never had to replace them. I just used the same ones every year. It really worked for us. These were the types of activities that I really enjoyed doing in that funny time period between the end of spring break and the last week of school. I did this every year and I truly loved it. It was fun. It was like shopping in my classroom as I would go through these bins and my students loved it too with the new activities. I also felt a lot less stress. I didn't want to leave a mess to walk back into at the end of July or August when you return to school because you know there's going to be something brand new that's going to fall on your plate. I also definitely knew I didn't want to be thinking about this during the summer. By, by having this clear picture of your inventory and what you already have, it also can save you a lot of time energy, and money. I know in the summer, we tend to see tons of cute things on Instagram, and I am right there with you. If you tend to fall for some of those trends, it's okay. You might have inventory and know that there's a couple of things that you are looking for, or now that you have a clear picture of what you have, you know you can resist it. So I thought it was very worthwhile. We still have some more things to talk about though, so definitely hit subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode where we're gonna continue talking about our end of year checklist for special educators and all the things that we need to do. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe buttons so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at PositivelyLearningBlog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.